welcome to the Nerd Party. Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her co-host and husband, Philip Gilthus. Well, it's not coming up anytime soon, um, but we recently bought tickets to see Doctor Who once again on the big screen. Uh, I can't actually remember when it is off the top of my head. Maybe August for all I know. But Fathom Events, as it is want to do. Yep. Uh, so it's a bit of a random, I guess, to me, but random uh, showing and the big screens of the End of Time, Parts 1 and 2, The Tenth Doctor's Final Journey. Yay, and I so love The Tenth Doctor. That will be us. I, I was actually, if I remember correctly, that was a Christmas special as Part 1 and a New Year special as Part 2. Okay. So that was the last New Year special. Yep, until... The Thirteenth Doctor. Yep. So uh, it'll be interesting. It's not necessarily my favorite two-parter, but I do like the ending. Yes. Because I, I, we, when we were watching the... the um, YouTube documentary, uh, Richards. He made something about like how they stretched out the tenth doctor, but which I agree they did, they did, but not in a bad way. It's fine. I like the you know, it's a, it was a long era for New Who, so there was a lot to say goodbye to. And he so. was getting paid a lot of money. So <laughs> there is that. Yeah. So, but you know, you got to see all the companions and all that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's exciting. This will be only be the second New Who we've seen in the cinema, right? Um. No, third. Third. Sorry, yeah. Because so I was trying to remember if you were there, because we, we saw Deep Breath. I was there for all of yeah, them. Yeah, so Deep Breath there, and then uh, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, and then now this. Yep. But at least the the, uh, the first... Oh, wait, no. What was Deep Breath? That was the Twelfth Doctor's first one. Okay, because we also saw the Twelfth um, Doctor's last one. Oh, that's true. I'd forgotten about that. I'm not sure I saw the first one. There you go. You? So that's why yeah. I thought okay. that might have been pre-Jessica. Uh, pre yes. As, as, as we're coming up on our... Exactly. So, yeah, that was all time ago. Yeah. Twelfth, you know, Twelfth Doctor's first episode. Ages ago. That's before right. you and me, yes. huh? Um, B. Jessup. Because <laughs> BJ's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just you'd rather go to Sam's Club. <laughs> we're... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Went a totally different direction. <laughs> but uh, speaking of New Who, that will kind of go into our topic for today. Mm-hmm. You know, many fans obviously sort of debate. Cla- tiny fans. Exactly. <laughs> uh, debate classic versus new. And we're not going to do that. But we're going to kind of contrast, compare <laughs> uh, the classic and New Who era. Just talking about what kind of what we think defines each one. And what mm. each one's kind of pluses and maybe... Less pluses are. So, um, how diplomatic of you, darling. Well, we'll see how it goes. I don't want to color anyone's opinions. Um, red is mine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first, as always, in chronological order, we're going to start in the classic era. And I thought it was a kind of a good idea to sort of have a jumping off point because, you know, classic era is a lot, just like New Who's a lot at this point. So, we watched a classic 
era episode and a new who episode and i figured because you know my analness they were the same penultimate episodes so we watched the curse of fenric which was the penultimate episode of the classic era asterisk not counting the movie yep and then we watched it takes you away the penultimate current penultimate episode of the new who era asterisk Asterisk. (laughs) not counting the new year's episode special and not counting the fact that the series is continuing right exactly so so but anyway so let's talk classic and just generally speaking curse of fenric um and also thought it was a good idea to maybe get some uh uh, seventh Doctor in when we get to the seventh month here. Yep. On July 2nd uh, no, like as it. we're in. I like it. But just general thoughts of basically Curse of Fenric in particular and it being sort of a classic episode in general. Well, you know, I like the, the, the slightly historic ones. Right. Um, And this was a nice combination, I thought, right. of historic and science fiction. Right. Because, of course, the Seventh Doctor and Ace. Ace. Go into the 1940s, and but it's also monsters and weird things in the sea, right? So, and also Vikings, so right. even more history and, and Russians, yeah. Oh my, Russians, oh my. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that th- those are my initial thoughts, yeah. And it was uh, it's one I haven't seen in a while, but one that certainly I don't know, I think it's one of the ones you have to pay attention to. Because there's a lot going on as far as, like, you know, the Seventh Doctor has sort of basically manipulated time. Um, or in as much as, you know, with the whole Fenric thing, apparently, you know, like, he was the one who captured Fenric in the first place or whatever through this chess game. It doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Yep. And then also that he's manipulating Ace. A lot. Into... But rather unsuccessfully, it seems to me. Ish. But, I mean, he makes her have sort of a cognitive dissonance about her familial... Yes. Perspectives. Yes, but in terms of, you know, the the maths problem that oh, yes. she solves at the beginning, and then the chess game mm-hmm. um, that she also solves, but not in a good way. Right. Neither of those things are... Yeah, it's interesting, um, and maybe we can talk about this in the larger classic thing, but with Ace, you know, there's a lot of times in all eras of Doctor Who where the companion will sort of do something stupid. And then that causes a, a, you know, a bad thing to happen, complication. But she does stuff really smart. She does something really smart that happens <laughs> to be Twice. a mistake. So, I mean, it's not, she's like not, tri- you know, tripping over her ankle, uh, being chased by a dolly or something. But no, she's like, oh, here's two logic puzzles because I'm smart, even though, you know, um, I like to blow things up. And it's, oh, just have to tell the wrong person this really smart thing you figured out. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was sort of a, to me, a twist on. The trope. Yes. Which I can live with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, just using that as the jumping off point for classic. You know, of course, the classic era, we're going to literally define it, would be the 1963 to 1989 <coughs> asterisk. Because that, of course, goes from the first William Hartnell uh, serial to the last Sylvester McCoy. With the leopards. Exactly. And, of course, you know, like I said, asterisk with the TV movie, 1996. But we're just not going to count it, just for the moment. So, but anyway, other than the chronological element, what would you say makes a classic Who? 
Or what defines the classic Who era? Really long serials. I don't know that's coming up, but mm -hmm. really long. This one did not feel as long to no, me. It was a four part off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but didn't it it felt appropriate for the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was a lot of wasted space. And I feel like in so many of the classic Who's, there's wasted space. I was reading, because uh, Doctor Who magazine uh, recently had a, or Doctor Who Monthly, whatever it's called, uh, recently had a special about the third Doctor. And they said the, uh, when we, one we haven't seen, we haven't seen together. And I haven't seen it. If I have, it's been a long time. But anyway, the second Doctor's last serial War Machines? I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, the second Doctor's last year. It's something like, and I'm making this up, like 10 episodes or something. Huh. Yeah, and they said, but it's the one where he goes, eventually goes to the, the trial and gets regenerated, blah, blah. But anyway, um, they were saying it was maybe too long, and that kind of maybe wore off Doctor Who's welcome. And so, you know, the producers left, because it was kind of like, well, that's gone. And then when they hired the new producer, they're kind of like, well, this may only last a year. So, but it was kind of, kind of all this to say that long serial kind of almost killed off Doctor Who interest. Yeah, and I think, and I know that we're sort of, again, taking this a little more step by step. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when you think about the long game that New Who plays with things like The Silence, mm -hmm. if you look at all of the episodes that build us up to The Silence, there are a lot of them, but it's... Almost a, a sidebar. It's a B plot instead of the whole focus. And mm -hmm. I think that's the difference for me. There are some really big, you know, um, Bad Wolf, things like that, that are overarching in New Who without being the main idea. And so they don't get bogged down quite as much. It also means that they don't always necessarily... Like, the whole Bad Wolf thing, I'm still not 100% sure <laughs> on. I'll be honest. So, it may mean that you miss things, but to me that, rather than having an episode or two in each serial where you're like, is this over yet? I'm kind of bored with this one. Yeah, and I... Not that we're necessarily those kind of fans, but at least in our Doctor Who watching of the classic era... It's arguably easier to just pick a episode or serial versus New Who. You're kind of like, oh wait, where is this in the arc? You know? Yeah, I mean that's true. And so they're they're sli slightly more standalone now because I mean, when sort of an experiment we're doing is with watching the Third Doctor in sequence. Mm. You know, we'll we'll discuss at some point whether that made a difference or not, or whether there's just a bunch of standalone. We could have watched it in any order and still yeah. been all right. Yeah, I mean, you know that whatever you watch with the third Doctor, the Master's going to show up eventually, <laughs> At this so point. there's that. Though I'm afraid um, that's going to be true with most of the classic Doctors from now on. But. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I, I see that as a point, mm -hmm. but again, I think that <clears throat> with classic Who, you can't just sit down and watch an episode. That's true. Right? You have to sit down and watch four of them, mm -hmm. or six of them, or whatever it is. Whereas with New Who, if you're not overly fussed about where it is in that particular arc, mm. you're still going to enjoy the episode. It, it does make me, as someone who, you know, obviously we're both uh, 
Well, I guess we're not we're not that young. I mean, theoretically, we could have watched it if we lived. in We're Britain. very young, Judge <laughs> Face. If we had lived in Britain at the time, we could have grown up with, uh, you know, five, six, and seven. You know, it would have been interesting how people actually watched that. I mean, I get it. I you know, but like, you know, you had to wait that week for part two, and then the other week for part three, and like a month and a half. You know, like for yeah, especially again, especially <laughs> when you hit that one episode that's just mm-hmm. filler. And then... Does it seem more exciting if you're watching it by itself? Again, we've never watched Classic Who, I suppose, as it was, quote-unquote, meant to be. You know, quote-unquote. You know, so, I don't know, maybe that seems like a more exciting episode if you haven't seen anything for a week. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like it might be a little bit of a disappointment. You're Mm -hmm. like, uh. And so then you're two weeks Uh a bit spread out. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Now, when sort of... But you might be right. You might be right. Now, I mean, a, a dis- loathe to suggest that. <laughs> a distinctive element of Classic Who, of course, is the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An easy word that I just can't remember. Ending every episode on a... Cliffhanger? Benef- I guess, yeah. That's the, word. But every, the cliffhanger. I'm here for you, baby. Literally the serial construction. Yes. And so sometimes it can seem maybe a bit artificial, sometimes not. But that's sort of, you know, if you have the outline of, hey, we're going to write a classic doctor who serial we gotta have cliffhangers, cliffhangers for, every time yeah. yeah yeah and there is that and i i see that as a a pro in terms of got to find out what happens things to talk about at the water cooler right and i mean it's sort of more not horror necessarily or even thriller but you know for lack of a better word that genre of storytelling yes you know so i mean because James Patterson, really short chapters, but everyone leaves on a cliffhanger, so you got to keep going. <laughs> Growing up, I, I would actually translate that to R.L. Stein, Fear Street. Everyone in it on a cliffhanger, and it'd be like something stupid. It'd be like, you know, the chapter would be like, and he opened it up, and he guessed, and like the next page is like, oh, it was a shadow of like a baseball yes. bat in the closet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is not dissimilar to the way that James Patterson does it. And again, you know, I have literally bought a James Patterson book. In the airport uh-huh. to read on the airplane uh-huh. and finished it before the plane took off, mm-hmm. uh, which is really frustrating because <laughs> then you've just got to carry this book around. You don't have to. Eh. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that sort of because it's a cliffhanger, you got to keep going, got to keep going, no matter how ridiculous the denouement of that particular hanger is. And then what about, I mean, because, you know, this is all of Doctor Who, but at least with the classic era, what do you think of sort of the predominant genres of the stories? Yeah, I mean, so many of them. We've just not seen a lot of history. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of sci-fi. Right. It's a lot of Monster of the Week Mm -hmm. or Monster of the Four Week or Monster of the (laughs) Six Week kind of thing. Oftentimes not brilliantly done. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, very much the the monster of the mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I mean, they've certainly tackled a lot of alien looks. Yes. You know, obviously the, the costumes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, they definitely were thinking of something new. It wasn't like, I mean, you know, you have your Daleks, your Cybermen, blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, you know. But they still have, like, new things every serial. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, whether it's, and, and I guess we can get into this. You know, so we're kind of talking about, but is, do you think the classic era is just, you know, because it's sort of the lazy classic, new, classic, new, but do you think the classic era should be broken down even more than it already is? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I was mean, just other than thinking, Doctors 1 through yeah, <laughs> 7. Yeah, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, that 
it's so often, at least in so much of what we've seen, monsters bad. Right. Whereas I feel like the Curse of Fenric was a little bit grayer than that. I mean, the monsters were bad, obviously. But the real badness came from the humans, which is much more in a new who kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Because for me, and maybe it's just because my lazy eye. You have a lazy eye? I've never even noticed. (laughs) It's the third one. Um, (laughs) But I've always sort of done a separation between the black and white era and then the colorized era. And so to me, one and two sort of are their own thing. Right. And then, you know, maybe you can break it down more than that, but, you know, three through seven are their own thing. And I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't just, know. I'd almost put seven in a different category. Maybe. Uh, you know, and I haven't seen enough of six, so I don't know. Oh, well, uh, you say that. You've seen most of six at this point. Oh, okay. Then I'd put seven in a different category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've seen Colin Baker and Perry and... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. That's that's it. There's yeah, I'd put se- I'd put seven in its own category again because I think that we're starting to move into monsters aren't always a evil. More philosophical, yeah, or yeah and a little more filled out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more to it than good and evil, mm-hmm. humans versus monsters kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, and because you know, there's tends to be more histories in the first Doctor era. And I, don't, I mean, that's just my, you know, it's black and white. That's a, that's how you can tell the difference. And and then I think three, I mean, four is so long, of course. But three, four, I mean, obviously there's difference between, you know, the earthbound versus, because we haven't got, Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, three can almost sit on its own. But because we haven't really gotten into third in the TARDIS, which we'll get to eventually. Right, so right. So that may, may or may not have a different feel. Yeah, so, you know, it, it seems like four, five, and six... So I'll leave, I'll leave your seven alone for a second. Four, five, and six are... I mean, they're different. They're obviously very different. But similar in that Alien of the Week or yeah. Back on Gallifrey. Or, you know, it's going to be a similar setup. Right. So that's just my little breakdown. Okay. Don't have a breakdown, baby. You're all right. <laughs> You're right. Well, what are your favorite parts, or at least your not-hating parts, of the classic Who era? Well, I, I, going back to The Curse of Fenric, I'm really... In, I, I, thoroughly enjoyed that because I really liked the dynamic between Seven and Ace, Ace. Um, which sounds like, you know, the wrong numbers. Six, <laughs> six Seven, Ace. Um, I, I love it, actually. And I think that she's a companion that we don't see very often, uh, certainly in Classic Who. Right, because I think she is one who's up for the adventure. Although possibly Sarah Jane. That's true. And I don't think I've seen enough of Sarah Jane yet. No, and that's true. Because I think it seems a lot of the classic companions, not all of them, but a lot of the classic companions are sort of, you know, accidental joiners of the TARDIS. And they're reluctantly going on adventures. You know, a lot of their dialogue can be like, well, shouldn't we go back to the TARDIS, Doctor? Or, you know, shouldn't we be safe? And Ace is like running towards the thing. Yes. Ready to explode yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot of damsel in distress. And mm-hmm. Ace is anything but that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, also, the, just the chemistry between the two of them is just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, Ace and Seven, any other 
positives or things you look forward to when I say we're going to watch an old Doctor Who? Sarah Jane. Sarah like Jane. I say, mm-hmm. I want to see more of Sarah Jane. Yeah, at the minute, that's where I am. What about Doctors? Any ones that you look forward more to seeing than others? Seth seventh. Okay. Keep up. Keep up. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of... That's it for now. Yeah, for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. For now. I, I think that... I was surprised that I liked the Seventh Doctor as much as I did because mm-hmm. I tend to be really hard on classic Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just reminded me that, yeah, for now, I will keep an open mind for other bits. Sure. So you like the Doctor Who ended the classic era? I do Forced like it the close. It's his the... fault. We were laying it on his Yeah, I was, re- I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go. And they. So six put you to sleep, and you're like, oh, seven. Soon. And then, like, yeah, oh, no, oh, it's no, over. too late. Too yeah, late. Too little, too Damn late. it. Well, well, hopefully, we'll be talking about that later in the month. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, with the classic era, I don't mind the serials. Again, the long ones, you know, they better be good. You know, because a four, I can get behind a four parter that's fine five on the outset more than that and you're like okay i mean just because because we're not going to sit down and watch seven episodes straight on because we're going to break it down so it's gonna be like oh we'll do two maybe i can get you to do three maybe maybe before i cry yeah and so you know those those are hard to really digest and i'm interested in in folks who are listening how you watch a classic serial do you like Mm. do the whole seven at one sitting (laughs) or do you kind of like break it up or what, what do you do um so yeah but I, Tweet I, us. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, but I, I enjoy the classic era. I mean, I, we all know my thoughts about Six, even though we've watched most of it at this point. But, yeah, most of them I look forward to, just especially ones I haven't seen, which is so far just the third Doctor. But, again, I don't remember it. I've seen them all once, except the third Doctor, but I don't remember them all. I mean, vaguely I'll remember them. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's not like how I remember. Maybe something different happened. And, and I think... An opportunity or the potential for classic to have more is that because of the longer storytelling, you can literally tell a longer story. You can concentrate on themes on which I, you know, you could argue maybe isn't is a negative of new, which we'll go into. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, and again, mm-hmm. going into it before we're yeah quite following the outline, mm-hmm. and I apologize for that, baby. Um, but it's the thing that we complained about the most with the 13th Doctor. Right. Is that it needed to go further. Mm-hmm. I wanted more mm-hmm. out of each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did feel that irony of, you know, we're complaining about, oh God, the, the or I'm complaining about the fact that classic who goes on and on and on and then go on to complain that new who doesn't go on and on and off which is not fair and that's mean of me (laughs) well i I think you know without sitting and thinking about every single classic who ever you know the strength and weakness of the longer serial serialization is that the weakness is that it concentrates or strength on the story but not the characters but again that's just storytelling um of the time is that you would concentrate on the story more than you would characters and i'm not saying they never didn't touch the characters any but you know what's the arc Stop of touching the characters uh, baby yeah well, what's like you know what are the individual <laughs> doctors do the individual doctors have arcs you know? yeah you know, does their hair grow longer by the end of it? <laughs> which is just, which is the overarching yeah. arc. Uh, it was, it was funny because I was again reading the Doctor Who Monthly, and the time team were 
watching one of the la- may have been Planet of the Spiders, but anyway, they're watching a ladder, third Doctor. And they're like, God, his hair is so long. I'm like, that's the rule. That's it. You <laughs> got to do it. The longer you get, like by the, I can't wait to see what Jodie's hair is going to look her like. Her hair is going to be down to her bum, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's it, it would have been interesting, and even the companions. And it, you know, I'm not saying they didn't, but you know, did companions have arcs? I mean, like. I hate him, but, like, Turlo, you know, was this stupid, terrible guy, but he ended up being, like, an alien prince by the end of it or something. Um, but, you know, different stuff like that. Yeah. But, I don't know, the the companion goodbyes are similar. I don't know, because I'm not going to go through how all of Doctor Who's similar. I'm just trying to think of what the differences are. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of characters, of course, in Classic Who, so the multiple companions tends to be more classic than not. Yes. Not that, you know, there's both. Both have them. Um, but it tends to be more crowded TARDISes than not in the classic era. You know, uh, one, two, five. Yeah. Uh, uh, has there been one with five? Well, no, classic. I'm talking about yeah, a lot of companions because no, like, he had Tegan, Adric. Oh, right. Oh, um, I see. So this, uh, rotating through them. You know, not like not one, actually all of them no, no, in the no. TARDIS. No, and that's another thing with the classic era. Classic era, you can every, you know, X time, you're going to have a multi-doctor story. You know, so it's going to be the three doctors, it's going to be the two doctors, it's going to be the five doctors, whereas we had the 50th, but that's all we've ever had. Yeah, that's true. Now you're going to say, like, well, it's not been that long, but it, it actually has been a long, you know, New Who is not, not new anymore, <laughs> but, uh... So anyway. you think we need a 60th special? Uh, that's true. We haven't had a, a multiple doctor special since the 50th. Right. Oh, maybe. So, yeah, maybe. So oh, well, maybe they're working on Eccleston, <laughs> and as soon as they've got him on board... That's right. When he's on pension, you know, then we can finally bring him out. So. Yeah, although then you've got to wrangle... Yeah, he's playing uh, King Lear by then, so... Yeah. yeah, and you've got to wrangle Tennant and Matt Smith's schedules as well, and it's a lot to do. I don't know what Capaldi's up to at the minute, but, <laughs> you know, Tennant's got a podcast, and Matt Smith, I assume, is doing something after... Well, the thing with the Matt... Crown. I mean, I, we'll get to new here in a second. The thing with Matt, though, he's perfect, because the 11th Doctor was, a- was aging... Okay. In his fine, when he you know when he was on Christmas Town, oh yeah, and so you can grab him at any time, any point, and it's canon because it you just you know say he came out of that, and then oh Matt Smith, yeah. So that's that's a lot of words. We've met a few um, people who are would define themselves as, and um, I don't know what, what what do you? It's I think about because obviously it's most of the time it's what you grew up with. I mean you're like yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know anyone who's like grew up with New Who and is like, no, no, but I like classic better or the reverse. Well, you know, I like Dukes of Hazard, but please, dear God, don't make me watch that movie. We're gonna watch the movie now. We are uh, not watching that movie. I refuse to watch that movie. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Um, so I guess maybe it's just what you grew up with, because I mean, then there's maybe just rationalization of like, well, this is better because that's what I grew up with. Yeah, and then, and the reverse. And I think there's a lot to be said for nostalgia. I'm yeah. a big fan of nostalgia, and I'm not a big fan of change. So I think that yeah, if we had grown up with it, change, my dear, and not a moment too soon. Ugh. Now they did announce, and this is one thing I, the kind of cool. Well, or it's it's sort of a a bug, but it's also a cool part about classic. They've announced what they're going to do the new animated serial. Okay. Going next year, and of course it's, an, it's another second Doctor. You know, there's, it's only going to be first or second. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a second Doctor serial that'll be coming out next year that they'll be animating. 
you know, that's lost. Is or... it Marco Polo? When do we get Marco Polo? <laughs> that's the first doctor. I'm ready for Marco Polo. <laughs> so I think the faceless... Marco. Yeah, exactly. We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on then to New, which we've already talked or touched on a little bit. And so, like I said, for that one, we watched It Takes You Away. Mm-hmm. And so generally, or specifically about It Takes You Away, what'd you think? And then generally about the New Who era. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit uh, last night after we watched it, in that I enjoyed it much more the second time around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is the build-up to the 13th Doctor and the anticipation and all of those things. There there was a lot of pressure. Right. It was a lot of pressure, and there was no way they could live up to it, Mm -hmm. at least not... You know, the pressure that I was putting on them. They Mm. may not have known about the pressure I was putting on them. (laughs) I think they knew. Did they? Okay. Um, And so every episode, to me at least, felt just a little bit like a letdown Uh because I'd built it up already in my mind and I couldn't wait. It was this, oh, this one was going to be the whole Mm -hmm. moment, you know. Um, And there was no way that it could live up to it. So in the rewatch last night, I really, really enjoyed it. I picked up things I hadn't done before. I just I just enjoyed it. So I liked it a lot. And then what were some things you think sort of personifies New Who about it? Hmm. I mean, it's a standalone episode. Yes. Which is New Who. Absolutely. Not for always. The most part. There are two-parters, yep. you know. Yep, but for but... the most part, it was a standalone episode. You don't... I, I feel like New Who moved... Almost completely away from the damsel in distress. Right. All of their companions are plucky in some way without the screaming and tripping over their own ankles. Right. Um, And each individual... I mean, the thing... I know that I go on about Perry, but I just don't know anything about her. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no real... She's American. Other than that, there's just not, you know, she doesn't get a history. She doesn't Mm -hmm. get a backstory. I I don't, and I feel that way about a lot of, you know, you sort of get the introduction. Right. um, You know, Tegan's on her way to be a flight attendant and things like that. You get that bit, but then you don't get a whole lot of their own stuff. So, and we typically in New Who have met everyone's family. Yeah. I just think that, I I think that the companions in New Who are more Mm well-rounded as a general rule. I I would start there. No, I was just checking. We have. have, We've met everyone's family. Even if it's tangentially, even a Clara, we saw the flashbacks to her growing up. Yeah. And even her uh, parents and the leaf, the weird leaf thing. Yeah, even Bill with the flashbacks with the mom. Her mom, yep. And, you know, so. And even then you get to see her at home some. Yeah, some, yeah. And maybe that, you know, you you get to see everybody at home not just being regular people. Yeah, I mean, and oftentimes those families are, you know, demi-companions for an episode or two. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to think. Because Rose, Rose's mom, Mickey. Yeah. Then you had Martha's and then Martha mom and her, you know, the divorced parents. Yeah. And the sister was yeah. even showed up in the Lazarus and, experiment. And there was a brother as well, wasn't there? I think so. I and think then, so. Yeah, and then you had Donna's whole family, of course. Oh, yeah. And, and Donna's grandpa. Yeah. And then he got to be his own companion. And then you had Amy. And we, I mean, we tangentially met her mom and dad in the last episode. But then, you know. But that's only because they were dead up until well, or then. Or so whatever they were. Yeah, erased. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, of course, or, you know, husband. Rory's dad. Yeah, yeah, Rory's dad. Yeah. Rory's dad gets to be a companion. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so they're so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, so even evening of the 13th era, of course, we met everyone's family because we have, uh, you know, grandpa. And, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. I mean, that whole family was built in, but we also met and Naz's the, parents. And, and the spider episode. Yep, yeah, so. yep. Yeah. And Clara, I mean, her boyfriend gets on board for a while. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, so yeah, I just feel like the, the companions are, are more well-rounded, mm -hmm. um, which makes it more interesting to me. And then anything else, you know, new who, of course, from 2005 to present, um, what do you think defines necessarily new who? So we said, you know, standalones for the most part, well-rounded companions. The gray areas, the fact that the monsters aren't always monsters. Right. I mean, you get, you even get, you know, the Paternoster gang who right. are... For all intents and purposes, companions at times. Reformed villains, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's, you know, they're like the, I'm thinking about the, the one with uh, Queen Elizabeth the Tenth. Oh, yes. Where the, the whale yes, yeah. Space is, whale, yeah. is the monster right. in that. Beneath, that is the only yes. monster in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not the monster at all. Mm -hmm. Um and so those shades of gray of a little, as you say, a little more philosophical, look into your own heart kind of thing. Yeah. And I have to admit a lot of, you know, because like you mentioned earlier in our classic discussion, New Who tends to do this arc thing every season. Well, I was going to say not all the time, but it maybe it is all the time now that I think about it. You know, Bad Wolf and then... Uh, you had the Prime Minister vote Saxon a little bit in the background for 10 a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm going to go through all of them. But anyway, and then, but usually, like, you know, even when 12 first introduced, you sort of had, who's this mysterious woman showing up at the end of every episode with all the dead people? Yeah. You know, they sort of tease an arc. Whether, yeah. whether how heavy it is or how light it is depends on There's the, something, yeah. 13th. There have been very slight hints. Well, yeah. But. Chris wanted to seem to be very, I'm not going to have an arc, I yeah. guess, really. But that was it the, the second episode that was the, the two people playing the game yeah. and you had the, the scarves flying around yeah. and that seemed to be mm. hinting towards yeah, that maybe, never but it yeah. hasn't yet. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't right. Know. But yeah, yeah, some sort of teaser. But again, the arcs aren't, they come into play later on. Right. But they aren't the 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 a plot right. in so many of them necessarily, and right. so they can stand alone or stand as duos or whatever. And then specials. I was just going to say, and of course, Christmas episodes. Well, specials. I was going to, you know, because we don't have, you know, whether it's a New Year's special, even an Easter episode. I think tenth had an Easter one time. Of course, you um, did. And because you know, but anyway, of course, you know where. Uh, Classic just was on all the time, and you know, yeah, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and I guess maybe that's classic. There was classic was always on all the time, other than like the year and a half where six went away. Yeah, um, so they didn't need as much of a uh, yeah. Christmas special thing. But uh, the Christmas special has become such a thing in England as a whole. Right. I mean, there are a lot of shows now that do Christmas episodes. Right. Um, and so. With Doctor Who on board, it makes sense. More sense. I don't know. Sense, nonetheless. But then I, I think the New Who era is starting to have a reputation for not having many episodes. Yes. And that's not a good 
reputation, no. frankly. Weirdo breaks between yes. the series. That make everybody upset. But again, that's sort of in keeping with what's happening in British television. Right. Um, and, so, yeah. And, and one thing as we, you know, you know, I, I, I don't have to do the math here real quick. So 2005 to now has been, what, 14 years? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so I'm just trying to do, so 63 would have been um, 77. Um, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to think you know, where we would have been in Classic Who by now. So we right. would have been uh, ending four. We're getting near the end of four. Okay. And uh, we're technically on five. So, you know, that just goes to show, you know, we, we've clipped along at a rate here in New Who. Yes, um, even though it doesn't always feel that way. Yeah, just because they've had these long breaks, and so it stretches time, time, time. Time, timey-wimey, yo! So, let's the same episode, or same question as before. Would you break up New Who in any way, fashion? I mean, it seems like the, uh, I don't know, I'm not telling you to do this, but like, it seems like the obvious way would be showrunners. Now, of course, Classic okay, had many showrunners. Yeah, yeah. But I see that. from a New Who perspective, it's easier sometimes to see RTD, Moffat, Chris. Yeah. That would sort of be the easy one. But I don't know, is there any other way you would break them apart, or would you not at all? I don't know. I mean, I tend to put Nine in his own little box. Right. Um, just because he's nine. A northern box. A northern box. Right. Yes. Although now I have to put nine and 13 in a northern <laughs> box. So that gets awkward for right. everybody. Um, and well, and then you want to put 10 and 12 in the Scottish box. It's better to, it's better <laughs> maybe not to, not to create the boxes in general. And, and 10 only Blue gets boxes. half in the Scottish box yeah. because he didn't use his accent. That's right. and, just gets really complicated if you go down that route. But yeah, no, I do tend to put, I think of nine as separate, 10 and 11 together, mm-hmm. 12 on his own, 13 on his own. And I don't know why. Well, her, but yes. Her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I, I, I could not give you a legitimate reason. Right. But there it is. And again, for visualness, nine and 10, which I know is RT, but like, I don't know if it's just they film differently or just we have Blu-rays or whatever, but like you look at a nine and which I mean, great intent. It's not great stuff, but you're like, you notice like it's standard definition. I mean, I know they have Blu-rays for them now. I got it. But you know, you're, you know, you're going to have a different quality to what you're watching mm. um, versus the stuff from 11 through 13. little yeah, pops okay. a little bit more yeah. just from a eye, your visual standpoint. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's not, a large difference between mm. New Who, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than Chris Chibnall now doing standalones. So and that, girls. Well, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. um, and the crowded TARDIS, which, I mean, again, there have been some crowded TARDIS, you know, when you had maybe uh, Jack and Rose and Nine, but that was more the exception than the rules. Yes. It's sort of been the duo Yes, and and even the 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 triad. Yeah, I mean when you had a uh, Amy and Rory and the. Uh huh. But again. And then you had the one time when everybody was on the yeah, TARDIS. Yeah, with the tenth Doctor. Yeah. yeah, with with Doctor Donna. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I, I it is interesting to sort of see, you know, whether they're doing something new. Or oh, whether... we got a little bit close when we had Missy and Nardal and Bill. That's true. Yeah. There at the very end. Mm-hmm. But then you saw how that ended. So. Yeah, it did not end well. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I would not have recommended that. 
So what would you say are your favorite parts of New Who era, since it is your favorite era, it seems? It is. Um, again, for me, favorite bits are the shades of gray, because uh-huh. I find that interesting. I like the fact that not all the monsters are bad, that it's about all of us trying to, in 12's own words, be kind mm-hmm. and think these things through and not completely annihilate. And of course, again, we get that a little bit in Classic Who. I'm thinking about, um, is it Four, who's like, should I annihilate all the Daleks Daleks or not? You know, those sort of esoteric questions. But I think you see them more in New Who when Doctor means warrior and how far is too far and um, only one psychopath in the TARDIS at at once and, you know, um, Twelve and Clara pushing each other further to the point where it's not a tenable relationship anymore. All of those sort of things of we've all got got that in us. Yeah, and also knew who the Doctor has a reputation. In Classic Who, sometimes you stumble upon someone who knows the Doctor, but more he's just the random guy that shows up for whatever. Whereas in New Who... Not all the time, but they tend to meet people like, oh, you're the Doctor. You're yeah. the destroyer of worlds. Th- thinking you're about, the, yeah, thinking you know. about the 10th Doctor. Um, uh, sorry, the 11th Doctor. Yeah. And it's his first episode, isn't it? When he meets the yeah. uh, Prisoner Zero. Yes. Uh, and he's like, look at me yeah. and figure out who I am mm-hmm. and then bugger off. Right. You know, that sort of threatening. Which I don't like necessarily mind. Mm-hmm. But it does bring a lot more color into the character, I think, of is that who you want to be? And whereas I, 13 does seem to be, you know, we only have one series. does seem to be some kind of wandering in the classic era. Mm. You know, she's she doesn't really meet people who know her. I mean, occasionally, you know, the what Toothy knew the time, you know, I think knew. Rarely do people know who she is. She's just yeah. like random. But you do get... You know, for instance, in the episode that we watched that takes you away Mm -hmm. where she's meeting with the sentient universe Mm -hmm. um, and rather than destroy it or even let it destroy itself, Mm -hmm. she makes friends. She wants to be friends. She wants to. It does have that, even though it's trying to destroy the, you know, world. Yeah. There are. The the reason behind it mm-hmm. is... It wants to be part of us. Yes. It is less black and white than you initially think. Right. Certainly when they first tumble into the mirror than you first think. Anything about New Who that you're not a fan of? Not really so far. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anything that irks? Uh, no. I, I mean, mean, I miss I w- Sarah Jane. I would say... I mean, this isn't an irksome thing, but I would actually find that most of the two-parters I don't like. Um, huh. And it may could just be luck of the draw because there's not that many per se. But like eleven, well, like there's some some good ones, some bad ones. Like eleven, you know the uh, I can't remember the episode titles, but basically the one the, his second series with the 1969 moon landing that was a good one, two parter, you know, because it had the mm. he died, you know, it came in. Yes, um, I liked that one a lot actually. And then came back in with yep. the silence. But anyway, but then I think of like the mining one, well, which with the. Solarians was like, meh, I don't know, did that need two parts? Um, I didn't you know. even remember it was two parts. Yeah, well, but, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there's ones that I think work sometimes that, yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. So, kind of like it reminds me, of course it does. But of course it reminds me of Star Trek. You know, because Star Trek does have two parts. Or at least I say, at this point, I should probably call it classic Star Trek at this point. Um, but like TNG, DS9, Voyager, they would have some two-parters. But more often than not, not. Yeah. And so, you know, catch catch all of the quality. So, and then of course with New Who fans, there's people who grew up with New Who. Um, and that's all they know. And it's interesting whether they're just New Who fans. And then how how many make the wanderings over to the classic era? Yeah, if it's enough, if they're, yeah, if that piques that interest. It's an interesting question, actually. Because mm-hmm. it'll be interesting, because, uh, you know, front of the show, Char is making her way through Ninth Doctor and started with Thirteen, you know, and we'll have to get her along a little bit more. Mm. But at some point, whether she we could get her to watch any classic Who or not. Or if she's interested. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could get her to, but whether or not she wants to is a completely different ballgame. Because I think with her... I mean, you get me to watch Classic Who, whether or not I want to, Because <laughs> eh. I, I think with her, not to shape her fandom, and we'll talk about her because she's not here, um, but like, you know, because she go through nine, and then, in my opinion, and then go through ten, and that's fine, but like, the closer she gets to like, eleven... And before we get to 50th, I'd rather she have seen at least one of each Doctor to appreciate kind of like when you see these references. You didn't make me do that. In fact, if you'll remember, Mm -hmm. the very first Doctor Who episode you showed me was... The 50th. Yeah. You said it a million times. Yeah. I I know. (laughs) Which is why I was waiting for you to come up with that one relatively quicker than you actually did. And so, yeah, the expectation wasn't there. You were just trying to hook me on your kinks. That's right. Is what was happening and just hoping something would latch on. Because I think the part where you, you know, that, I mean, again, you don't need it, but that ending of where you have all the doctors in the TARDIS and then even knowing, because again, we'll have to shape her fandom, um, that all, uh, all, you know, all 12, no, all 13. And then you see the Peter Capaldi eyebrows and you're like, oh, my God. And so, you know, you have to, we'd have to let her know. Like, by the way, people knew Peter Capelli was going to be the new dog. All right. Well, any final thoughts about classic and new who and the differences? I enjoyed these, both mm-hmm. of them. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Seven. Yeah, I think it is. Because it was interesting as much as it was. I don't know if you remember, there was a line from Ace about like, oh, I went to this one house that felt like it was haunted or someplace I used to go or blah, blah. Well, apparently it was out of order because that episode where they go revisit that house that she used to know, uh-huh. they went to go visit that house, but that was like three serials before where they meant for it to be after. Because oh, that line was going to plant the next door, but yeah. they actually showed it like before. So, anyway. so, but anyway, because yeah, I feel like there's a little bit trying to do the reputation, whether it's true or not, the reputation of the seventh is that he's a little manipulative about Ace and time and everything. Because mm. even if you remember as much as you, I do and you do, is it Remembrance of the Daleks? You know, the one where you know she's hitting the Daleks with the bat. But anyway, oh, right. yeah. it ex- explains that the first Doctor wasn't, you know, on Earth by accident. Oh, yeah, of course. He was actually... Right. And so that's sort of part of the Doctor being this sort of having the strategic plan or something. Yeah. And also the showrunners having the strategic plan of let's pull in some callbacks and... Exactly. See what happens and see if we can get more people. Yeah, and I think that's maybe a thing... Not to, well, we'll stop here. But anyway, the new who can be nostalgic a lot more. Obviously, it's hard to be nostalgic with classic. That's not that hard. I mean, it went on a long time. You can do it, you know, with, as as has happened a few times, you know, with uh, both six and seven sort of revisiting that 
police or the junkyard where the TARDIS first was in 1963. I think they both did that. But, you know, New Who knows its origins. You know, all yes. the showrunners are fans of the classic era. So Yeah. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. Well, speaking of classic meets New Who... Uh... You know, it's always interesting <laughs> when I think that I know all of Doctor Who. <laughs> you know, the spinoffs. We stumble across yes. accidentally. Th- these these spinoffs. And so, you know, I remember just always thinking like, oh, there was Torchwood and then Sarah Jane and that was it. But like, now there are basically a million Doctor Who spinoffs, apparently. Apparently, there are, you know, a million Doctor Who. So one we've stumbled upon um, is the I mean, K-9, that's the name of the series, K-9. And the first episode was Regeneration, which was released 31st of October, 2009. And, darling, do you want to get us through this uh, synopsis with a few of these names? Uh, I want to give it my best shot. Okay. In 2050 London, Starkey and Georgie are trying to escape the police. They take refuge in a large detached house, the residence of a reclusive scientist, Professor Alistair Griffin and a robot dog named K-9. After a battle with the Jixon, K-9 performs a costly sacrifice that forces him to regenerate into a brand new body, but his mind may not have weathered the process. So what did you think of stumbling upon a K-9 series? Oh dear God, it was terrible. Now, this is, I presume, a remake? Because wasn't, didn't we watch the first bit that had Sarah Jane in it? Wasn't that a canine series? That was Canine and Me. Oh, right. Or no, that was Canine and Friends. Okay, so this is just Canine who happens to have friends, but don't get mentioned in the title. Yeah, because Canine and, and Friends, if I'm saying that correctly. Anyway, whatever it's called. Know. The one with Sarah Jane in the 80s. I mean, that was the pilot, but then that was it. Yeah. I don't one, think it's appropriate to base an entire series around a mechanical dog, no matter how well it worked for the mechanical girl Vicky in the 80s. You're calling her a dog? No, I'm okay, saying okay. she was a mechanical robot okay. girl. And that seemed to work. Not sure it works for a dog. Now, this one. And it certainly didn't work for her career, because let's be honest, where is that chick now? The junkyard, probably. Probably. Um, but this, uh, 26 episodes. Wow. Yes. How many seasons? Uh, just the one. They uh, did 26 episodes in one uh, season? Apparently. In uh, England? <laughs> well, this is Australian produced. Okay. And so there's interesting things, and we'll talk about the content here as much as there is. Let's um, <laughs> but, but the uh, interesting, because it's Australian based, and so it's not, uh, without getting into the details and reading the whole thing, it's not per se BBC. So... That is why his memory is gone because we can't mention licensed Dr. BBC hey. products. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Except for Kana. Right. So, and again, I don't know how you know, it works, but basically, yeah, they sort of either whatever got the permission or whatever. You get the original K9 Mark One, and then explosion. And then you get the regeneration, literally, of K9. Yeah, what's up with K9 regenerating? Uh, is know. that a thing? Apparently, Why is that a I thing? I saw it on the screen. I did too. Yep. I just assumed he came back together because he's a robot. Why does he need to regenerate? Because the doctor made him. 
uh, in the TARDIS, and we got the whole, you know, River Song was exactly. created in the TARDIS as well. Yeah, and so um, it was, and I'm trying to read this whole thing. Bad. But, Bad is the word you're looking for. <laughs> well, it was targeted, and I don't have this in front of me, I'm reading really, really quickly. Um, it was targeted at teens, so this is sort of your Sarah Jane audience, basically. Yep. It came out the same time that uh, the 11th Doctor did. Okay. You know, or at least that time frame. Right. Um, but apparently, you know, this has been in production basically heck for a while. You know, obviously since the 80s, they've like, canine, that's where we want to go. You know, and so they've been sort of like the past, you know, 30, 40 years, however long it's been. Um, probably not that long. But anyway, you know, canine series, canine series, canine series. This... I would love very much to see the 13th Doctor with canine, actually. That's right. So, but yeah, so this came on. She'd love it. So it came on in, in, in the UK as well as Australia. So like, like their version of Disney. XD. Yeah. So all that to say. So we watched the first episode of Regeneration. And we only watched the first episode because it just sort of ended. It didn't really end. It was just sort of like, ah, that's our 30 minutes. Yeah, we're done. We're done acting <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> um, and apparently that was a uh, three episode arc. For whatever. Some sort, yeah. yeah. So okay. anyway, there wasn't really a resolution to Regeneration. But it did seem to sort of really jump into it, especially, for, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Like, there's very little set up for the fact they're in 2050. Right. I mean, it and looks... what's going on. Yeah, it looks police state-ish for some reason. Right. I, I think it's because the robot police guys <laughs> are coming to take everybody away. Which I, I assume it's not meant to be funny, but to an American, having, like, the big scary robot be like, all right, move along here. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's adorable. Might have felt that way to the Australians as well. What's all this then? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you've got sort of the the rebellious kid, and then you've got the rebellious rich kid who's supposed to be in ballet class, and right. then you have the artful dodger. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you have Brainy Professor. And then you have Brainy Professor doctor, who appears to be trying to bring his family back from somewhere. Yeah, using time and space. Using time and space. And then you have these monsters who spray you with stuff. <laughs> that was very vague. Yes, yes it was. The kid gets sprayed and it's like, you have DNA all over you. I'm like, well, are we going to talk about <laughs> what happened exactly? And maybe in part but the next two episodes we find out. once you have all that DNA all over you, mm-hmm. um, A, canine's going to assume you're that creature. And want to kill you. And and want to kill you. And B, those creatures are also going to hunt you down until they die and they live 800 years. That's and right. so that poor little uh, scamp, yeah. yep. if you will, um, the computer hacker emo kid, uh, is pretty much buggered. At least until we solve this, watch the last two arcs, which please, dear God, don't make me do. <laughs> well, I, so the things about the, they, they, they didn't explain anything. Because, like, I can get the main, I'm not doing names. The main guy, the main kid, whatever, I got. Starkey. Starkey. Star, Starkey. Starkey. Because Starkey, Starkey. it was a weird name. I was like, Stark? Like, is this uh, Iron yeah. Man? Yeah. Um, but anyway, because he's supposed to, and again, you have to, like, really be paying attention. And apparently, he and the Young girl, Georgie, have have usernames or you know whatever you call it. Yeah, you know, like he's actually I forget what they were, but anyway, they're they're like um, Banksy, right? But they're like they're online 
Yeah. Because it's also like virtual reality. Yes. And I was like, oh, this didn't work out. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it was like they have their whatever their names. But I didn't really get how she was showing up. Like, they didn't really explain the backstory of like no, how they met online or what the. Not even a little bit. Because he was bugging around or with something. what she was doing there. Yeah. And if they're both hackers, I mean, that's yeah. never going to work in a story like this. Right. You need to. A hacker and. A dilettante who falls over her ankles or something. Right. But it's, no, yeah, he, he tripped. not working. In, in That's true, head. yeah. Though, that was the professor's fault. I mean, like, even doing theater, you're going to tape down those things. You are going to tape down the wires. Right. Of course That's you just are. 101. It is not his fault that the professor's whole family disappeared just when the professor was getting him back. You tape the, the cords down. Yeah. That's just, come on now. That's yeah. a safety yeah. thing. And if you're smart... You also put down a carpet. I mean, I have a thing with grounding too. Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, you know, I'm not a I'm not a scientist. I know, but I, I don't, play one I don't, on. No, 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 I don't. No, no, I don't think you've ever. Have you done? Have you? No, it's all priests and professors. That's yeah, yeah. City council members. That's right. Um, Good times. Yeah. So yeah, and then I didn't really because even because then the girl would just show up midway through the episode and like again. Why? Yeah, I mean, I get you're in this show, but uh, yeah, and then there's one point why where she's here. doing this holograph thing with the emo got kid. Yeah, because she who's she, in jail. Yeah, he acts into the virtual jail. Yeah, and so she holographs in there, eh. but then has to take a phone call from her mother about ballet class right. and wearing a dress. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. So that was all weird, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, is the artful dodger a good guy, a bad that guy? That was so weird because he started off and he called the police on him, right? And then later on was like, "Oh, you let us go, and you didn't call the police," and that seemed like a big turnaround for a half hour show. And he was definitely working as a mechanic at some point. Yes. His age was undefined for me. <laughs> His age was way He's anywhere undefined. between 15 to 22. <laughs> I would have gone 35. <laughs> you know. he's, he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> he's got on a smoking jacket. I don't know Checking what to do with this. Checking out his 401k. You know. <laughs> yeah. it got, and the professor is agoraphobic. Right. So he won't leave his house, which mm-hmm. is why the Artful Dodger exists. Right. Um, but then the Artful Dodger, what, brings him cake? Was it for, because I thought, like, I thought he was bringing him cake for the family, who now disappeared, which I thought was sort of a little but no, preemptive. I the, yeah, I think the family's been gone for a while. I no, no, but was, like, he, he, he this was going to be the day. He to be back. And right. So we bought, okay. Welcome back to existence cake. <laughs> um,. And then now that they're not around, now it's, who's going to eat the cake? It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. And then, I love the fact that you've got to spell that out for the Walmart bakers. Yeah. <laughs> Which they're not great. We've, we've learned they're not always on it. Not always on the ball. Right. Yeah, bless their hearts. Um, but, but yeah, and then the, I didn't. Uh, I don't know about you. I didn't really have a problem with how canine because you know he regenerated into a CGI floating canine, which I guess you could say looks silly. I thought it looked fine for what they wanted to do with yeah, it. Whatever. He still looked like canine. I mean, you, yeah. or, you know, different, but you could tell that was canine. But now he could go over, you know, bumps in the road. Yeah, and he which could, is handy. And he by him flying, he's just basically now at eye level, so no one has to sort of like, you know, yeah. Your back isn't great as you get older, so you know you got to bend by the knees. <laughs> so the artful dodger is, is already creaking right. a little bit. 
Bengay, or I don't know what they use in Britain. I don't think that's what he was called. <laughs> you haven't seen the whole series. Um, Fair enough. I mean, I know the Artful Dodger isn't right, but I'm not sure Bengay is any better. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this, is, I, this conversation has devolved just, rapidly. Yep. So, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know. We always try stuff for the kids, right? <laughs> That's what we do it for, for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, until next time, don't forget to like our Facebook page and make a comment or tweet us um, at joinnerdparty.com. And as always, we want to thank Wally and the Sultanauts for providing us with our Jazz Yay. Doctor Who theme tune. So until next week, enjoy watching, reading, and listening to the Doctor's adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television.